Welcome to the Craft Beer Cast. I'm Josh. That's Jeff. I'm not nearly as loud as Josh's headphones are. But on the bright side, Wells is here with us. What's up, Wells? Uh, what? The listeners have no yeah, frame of reference here. It's a, it doesn't matter. God, you guys are the worst. Well, the worst. Pretty much. I mean, if we haven't spent 340 some odd episodes, whatever we're up to now. 341. 341 episodes explaining how terrible. Like, if you haven't figured this out by now. I got bad news. It's not going to get any better. If you don't know me by now, you're never, ever, ever going to know me. Yeah. So, anything? And if you don't know, fun. Now you know. Since we've last recorded? I don't know. Not even. Like, nothing. It's been a sad. It's been a sad. Yeah, I haven't, like, I haven't got out. Like, you know, my, my normal, like, um, routine of going out and picking up some cans got squashed because I bought so much stuff for... The graduation party and everything, I still like. I'm still going through it. Going through that, yeah. so it's like, well, I'm way to plan ahead, Jeffrey. Well, I know. Shame on me. I have all of this beer. Beer world problems. Well, you've done anything? Absolutely. Like, even for me, nothing. I mean, I, went, I mean, I was gonna say. I mean, it's kind of hard because you know you go out to a brewery and you might die. So if you get in, if you can get in. Well, I guess it depends on which brewery you go to because true. There's some places bars, whatever, in Charlotte, it's like social distancing, be damned, let's just jam everybody in asshole to elbow and pray. We need our monies. Well, Money, and I don't please. know if you, and I didn't put this into the to the show, but I guess we'll go ahead and talk about it since somebody did anything, the music's still playing. Um, starting tonight, Charlotte and Mecklenburg County, and don't know if it goes to Union or not, but I know at least Mec, can, you can no longer sell alcohol past 10pm, even if you're like a club or a bar, 10pm's your Because, you know, that's when you need to shut it off because that's when the COVID happens after 10 o'clock. Uh-huh, Not COVID, before 10 o'clock. COVID's got a clock and it yeah. knows. Oh, it's 10. Well, I mean, COVID has, you know, its own kind of like time, you know, like like Cinderella. I'm going to turn into, you know, like the pumpkin again. And, you know, it's just like this is a real bad deal. Like I need to make sure that I get home. I've got a curfew, you guys. I'm COVID-19. I'm not COVID-21 or, or COVID-30 where I make my own rules. I'm COVID-19. I need to get home or I'm going to get grounded. 10 o'clock, no more alcohol. That's well, a, it, it's such that like like it, it's dumb, but I will say this. I, <sighs> All right, let me play devil's avocado for a second. Sure. The three of us, b- before COVID happened, Wells, if you were to go to a brewery and then say go to salute, how late are you typically there? What night of the week? Say a Friday night. Do I have it? I mean, damn. It's a Friday night. You, you've gone brewery hopping, because I know you always end up salute. That's typically your last stop. Yeah, it's close to my house. Yeah. So, like, how late are you typically there? I'm just curious. 11 o'clock, midnight, maybe? Okay. I mean... That's not bad. That's not bad at all, Jeff. Let's say that... But they're only open until 12, so... Shrug. Let's say you and I go out. I'm like, too damn old for this story. Like we have, <laughs> and we go brewery hopping. What time are you normally home by? Like, I... Just to give you, just to give everybody an idea of like how like OCD and people averse I tend to be when I go to breweries because I like I have no interest in going to packed breweries before COVID. Right. I am the like, uh, hey, we're all going to go out brewery hopping. What time do they open? Let's get a jump on it before all the people who sleep in and then go to brunch get out because then by the time we're you know, two or three breweries in and we've had a couple flights at a couple different places, that's when it starts getting crowded and we can go home. It's yeah. awesome. And you're normally home by what, like four? Oh, yeah. Three, oh, four yeah. o'clock. Oh, that's yeah. great. That's great. Get a nap in if I need to. Well, and so my whole point with this is <clears throat> if I go to a brewery, especially, okay. I'm not going out past 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. If I go to Common Market when, you know, before all this stuff would happen, yeah. I wouldn't be there past 10 o'clock. I haven't gone to a bar and I can't tell you how long because I'm not fucking a, a mid 20s year old. Man child anymore. The bar scene is weird yeah, as a married go. adult unless you're going and meeting the guys. Which is still weird or, because or I'm like, why don't you go to, to a friends? brewery, you fucking right. weirdos? Well, yeah. I mean, I, like, I feel like that was the thing a while ago. And I think for us in in this world and the stuff that we like, I just don't. Yeah, I not. mean, there are very, very few bars in this town that I would willingly step foot in because I know they have a decent craft beer selection. Yes. But other than that, if they didn't, fuck off. I'm not going there. Not happening. But I mean, like the idea of going and sitting up at the bar, 
Yeah, no. I can't tell you the last time I even wanted to do that. Yeah, no, it's grab my. I mean, I get it. You know, like I'm an outlier, outside. and that's fine. But yeah, I mean, no, no, I'm I'm the same way. I mean, okay, so we're the outliers. <laughs> like there, there's a little bar that I like. It's called Hattie's, and I would gr- grab my beer and I go out to the patio and I just hang out there and out on the patio by myself. I'm not going to sit at the bar like. A See, window. I can grab a beer and hang out on the patio at my house. So, well, yeah, yeah well. Long story short, I was supposed to meet people. They didn't show up, and I was being nice and hanging around, so right. I had a couple of beers. But Fair enough. Other than that, I That's a dope spot with a nice beer selection. It is. That's why. I, I that's one of those there. rare bars that I would go to because I know what they've got in there. Yeah. You'll uh, <clears throat> see me in there after maybe, you know, make the first beer count and maybe the second beer count, but you catch me on, like, beer two, definitely beer three. It's like... <laughs> Oh, man. So that's what macro beer he drinks. It's like just hanging out there with a PBR. It explains a lot. But like I'm like, why did Wells just check in Miller Lite? Hey. Oh, I see where he's at. Okay. All right. So Ooh. anyways, I just I wanted to, to discuss that really some quick. some standards, so. man. Miller Lite? Really? I man, I don't know. I mean, if I'm drinking a macro, it's going to be high life, baby. I, I will high banquet. life again. Give me banquet. Give me yeah, high life. Yeah, man, I haven't Give had me... banquet in forever. Oh, so good. It's something. But it's like, give me banquet, give me high life, give me a PBR. Yeah, I, can't, and I can't drink PBR anymore. Like, I, I think I drank way too much of it. It's not cool enough age. anymore? No, at a younger age. It's too cool? It's too popular? It's can't drink it? It's just gross. You were drinking PBR before it was hipster trendy? Yeah, I was. Sadly. You were drinking it before it was before it was cool? Uh-huh. Because it was dirt cheap. It was warm before it was cool. <laughs> you know but what's not cool? Oh. Stone. Really? Yeah. That stone brewing is... Didn't we waste a whole episode complaining about stone? We did. And guess what? We're going to complain a little bit more. Okay. So okay. there is a brewery in Moorhead, Kentucky that is called Sawstone. And apparently Stone Brewing had reached out to them and said, Hey, we don't want you using the name Stone in your name, so could you do us a solid and separate it in between into two words? And then... Oh, hold on. I'm not done yet. And then... We want you to only distribute around this certain area because we're trying to get into this market. So, okay. So first off, you don't well, get to call. Wait you know, a second. Wait a oh, second. I'm, I'm, not, I'm okay. not done. Wait, I'm not done. More. This brewery has not even been open a full year yet. But okay, have so they not been op- open a full year? Because it says established 2018. Yeah, they officially are celebrating their first year this August. Okay, that's stupid. For starters, yeah. the whole established, nobody you know, gets whatever, a whatever. Yeah, we started making beer, but we didn't have enough money to open the place. Whatever, I don't care. So, so a place called Sawstone, S A W S T O N E, which is the it, which the name of a limestone. Okay, so it's a, so it's based on so this is so we're talking about uh, Moorhead, Kentucky. Yes. Uh, there's a lot of limestone in that general area. Uh, the limestone is a big factor of bourbon making. Yeah. So, you know, on that Lexington, kind of like central Kentucky, you know, like not yep. trying to say Moorhead and Lexington are right next to it. Anyway, right. point yeah, yeah. being like limestone is is real thick through that part of the Midwest. So it makes sense that you would have, you, you would call it sawstone. Now, with a name of sawstone and stone brewing having an issue with it, it seems to me like the last thing they would want to do is have them split that up to yep. saw and stone because now you're calling yourself stone individually. Like, why would you? Why would you ask somebody to do that? It doesn't make any sense because sawstone is you know one word stands by itself. Saw space stone. That you know that seems more like a copyright infringement to me. Yeah. Well, and it, now saw it gets space even- stone. It runs me of. Key space stone, and you know, Which if I you say, turn remember, it a certain way, the cans just look like they're saying stone brewing. Like, remember, and s- they had a problem with that. Yeah, I say stone already had that fight, and now kind of an update. So, that was the first proposal stone gave them is hey, do soft space stone for me, don't distro outside of the area. And Which, can I, can I, let me just real quick on that yeah. point saying to a one year old brewery. We would prefer that you not distribute in this area. Now, we want you to jump through these hoops for us that don't make any sense. But also, we don't want you to distribute here because we just so happen to be trying to call dibs on this place that we've never called dibs on before. Right. We're trying to get into this market because Stone doesn't have any other markets. And for some reason, they've got it like, like this is horseshit. Yeah, and it gets even better. Now, Stone wants them to drop the name entirely. Okay. <laughs> 
So don't be called Sawstone anymore. Change your name. And this is a brewery with a three-barrel brew house that made 100 barrels last year. Uh-huh. Stone is asking this little... I mean, 100 barrels of beer? I could live in where the hell ever Kentucky and not know this Moorhead, brewery Moorhead. exists. Moorhead. <laughs> you could get Moorhead and Moorhead. But, but yeah, the this thing is, is, like, this is a dickhead asshole move. Remember when Stone was all high and mighty about how big beer was going after them and, and taking them to court, or they were going to have to go to court to defend uh-huh. because of Keystone, uh-huh. which they never had an issue with until the singular name came up. Yup. Which they're now asking these guys to do? Are you sure that's right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Sawstone that is sure the name for one It sure doesn't seem like that would be... Like, it just... Like, none of this tracks with their normal MO. Let's be cool. Well, in that, too. I mean, like, you know, they tried to establish, you know, their BS, like, um, uh, not tax shelter, but, like, you know, they're they're having all that money. They were going to give out, you know, low-interest loans to breweries, uh-huh. help craft beer and all that kind of stuff, and then you're going to go and do this. Like, I understand defending your, tra- your, your trademarks, trademark, yeah. but this doesn't make any sense. I'm really surprised they didn't also say, oh, and hey, by the way, um, we've got a new beer called Sawstone coming out, so we really need you to change your name now. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you've been open for a year. We just now have problems with you. I, I have real issues with the, it was okay up until we figured out, uh, somebody mentioned that, that you guys had Stone in your name, and we were kind of bored, and now we feel like going after you. We were yeah. kind of bored. <laughs> well, and not mean, only what that, else are they doing? The movie didn't take off the way we thought it would. I mean, not only that, but you think about Stone. Stone is the ninth largest craft brewery in the U.S., and you're going up against this little guy that has made a hundred barrels of beer in a year. Is this even worth your time and effort? I mean, I'd be curious to know how quickly Stone makes a hundred barrels of Stone IPA. Because I imagine it's pretty damn fast. It's got to be seconds. Literal seconds. Well, I mean, do they produce that much in a month? You know, basically, you know, on a... a on a scale capacity, like how much more just regular stone IPA, yeah. like IPA yeah. is getting made comparative to this entire brewery's, and you're worried about them because why? Yeah. Seriously, go find somewhere else. I mean, like I was, you know, we've joked that we really haven't had much, we don't, we don't drink much stone beer anymore, and I was kind of pining over the, the old days of, you know, the stone 10% clear IPAs, but... This kind of move right here, like, I'm, I'm officially done. Yeah. You have become the thing that you sought to destroy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what are the, what's, what's the line? You know, you, you stick around long enough, and, you know, the hero becomes the bad guy or whatever. Wow. Yeah, like, I butchered I, I that. I definitely remember that line. <laughs> yeah, right? I can't wait to... <laughs> the hero becomes the bad guy. Yeah. Stick around long enough, the hero becomes the bad guy. <laughs> God, what? the Dark Knight ruined. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so we all know Trillium, and they're we love Trillium crazy ass beers. Well, well, I mean, you know, if you're in the market for you know twenty eight dollar four packs of pint cans, I mean, you know, sure, they're good. A lot of their stuff is, has we've had, and it's good. Yeah, but you know, it's like everybody's kind of catching up to them now. So, what's Trillium up to? Well, apparently, and so the story kind of got updated, so it kind of took the sales out of it a little bit, but. At one point, Trillium was saying it's the customer's fault because these slushy beers that we and we've had this story like multiple times. These beer cans explode because we actually, we actually have one, a beer very much like what this story is about in the next show. Um, yeah, so you know this idea that you have a Berliner style beer and then you cram it full of fruit pulp and fruit sugars. Mm-hmm. And stick it in a can. You mean unfermented for, for un- sure? unfermented yep. sugars. You know, you add it at the at the post to get that extra juicy, chewy, pulpy, whatever. And then you start trading this beer yep. on the black market. <clears throat> and, and so what ends up happening is, beer gets warm, fermentation starts again, fermentation causes CO two. Beer CO two makes can bulge, can go boom. And the brewery had the audacity to come out and say, "Well, you know." You have to keep it all cold. Like, we've talked about this time and time again. 450 North was one of the more recent ones yep. with their slushy beers. And it's like, if you can't make a beer that is shelf-stable, 
I get it when it's a little fledgling company, like maybe one that's only been open a year or so like this. But Trillium, that's you should know better. Well, see, what's funny is, according to their PR person that reached out, so that's why I say I'm not sure where to believe or who to believe, uh, the PR person said, we never have and never will blame a consumer for these exploding beers. But you did. Okay, I'm just telling you what no, the no, like, I PR know person that, I, I know the PR person is saying, like, this. we will never officially do that, but yet you still did. So, I, you know, I, I would never slap Josh in the face, but if I did, I mean, you know, I wouldn't officially do it. How about that? Can I unofficially slap Josh in the face? Hey, let's take a break. No, we won't. Oh. I just... I've seen so many uh, beer can opening videos on certain Instagram sites that I follow. Like, people opening a uh, something or other, like one of these fruited Berliner vices in a, like a pitcher. But like, the can itself is in the bottom of the pitcher, and they pop the top and it like gushes out and over, but then they pour from the pitcher itself. It's like, what the hell you guys like, yeah. this isn't beer. This just came out like two weeks ago and it's been shipped all over the country and it turns into a geyser. Yeah. It's a uh, slightly alcoholic fruit juice. You know, it'd be like um, having a mimosa with like just a very small touch of alcohol in it. Right. Like it's, and like I said, we've got one for the next show. I, I wish I would have paid attention to how you had the story. Yeah, I'm sorry. I could. I looked for the beer name and I didn't see it in the list. Yeah, so I, I did. Like, uh, yeah, I know. I didn't, I didn't do a good job of that. My bad. So I was like, um, I have to stick it in this one, I guess. We'll, we'll throw it up for the next one. But um, or I mean, we could grab it really quick and swap a beer. Uh, you know. Uh, and Jeff, I know you said it, <clears throat> and Danner said it on Twitter as well. Like, how in the world are breweries actually doing this? How is this okay? I mean, people want, for whatever reason, these... I mean, look, it's it's like kids and candy. People like sugar. People like sweet things. Like, oh my God, they made a... I mean, one of the, the beers that I brought on the show is kind of a, a, a troll attempt, I guess. But it's like, hey, let's see if this tastes actually like a key lime pie. Maybe it will, maybe it won't, but... Maybe we'll hate it. Maybe we won't. But, you know, we're seeing so many of these slushy beers, these fruit pureed beers, you know, not only just having these gusher issues, but also the brewery saying that's eight and a half, nine percent ABV and it tests at like three percent. It's just this level of irresponsibility on the brewery's part, because not only are they either being deceitful about their ABV numbers or they don't know no, the how to measure doing. ABV or, I mean, what they're definitely doing is in making little hand grenades. Yeah. And that's the scary thing, right? You know, so Jason's in town a couple mm-hmm. weeks back and, uh, you know, they stayed at a hotel. They're coming over for the graduation party and he's like, hey, do you have fridge space? Because I'm tired of putting ice in the cooler and I've got beer that I can't let get warm. And I'm like, well, that's kind of an odd statement, but I didn't think twice about it. And then, you know, as we're hanging out over the course of the weekend and, and we're having some of these beers and like this, uh, this beer that I, I have in my hand now that I just poured for us, Woo, um, this, this is, uh, this, this is in that same style. He had a couple like this and I'm like, yeah, the, the kind of beer that stains your glass, stains Holy your cow. teeth. Right. I mean, like this is, is that beet juice? It could be, <laughs> but I mean, you know, I guess we'll know in a few hours. It's, you know, it's fruit juice. And maybe there's a little alcohol in it, I guess. More to come on buy no buy on that front, but... <laughs> More to come later. More to come, sure. I don't know. I guess I just... To me, I don't understand. <clears throat> Number one, if, if you were a person that happened to like this beer style... Sure. Okay? Fine. More power to you. Yep. Do you not have a local option of this shit to be able to try? Instead of getting a can of Trillium and shipping it halfway across the country? So so try that beer that I just poured for you and tell me in, you know, our, what is it? What are we like, 11th largest city in the U.S. or whatever? Who in town is doing that? Exactly. I mean, nobody because people here have some more goddamn sense than this. It tastes like a blueberry muffin. 
I mean, you're not wrong. This is weird. It is weird. And it's technically beer, but I mean... But it's not. But, I, like, but you know, like, I think back um, to, like, the, the Pickens series. Mm-hmm. Similar, not quite as not overly this, fruited. But I mean, like, point, yeah. where we used to look at Heist and say, like, because they were kind of leading that charge of they take a regular beer and cloud it up as much as possible. This was, like, a step ahead of, of what Heist was doing in... Um, it's yeah, this is like a beer slushy almost. Yeah, I mean it's it's interesting. I'm sorry. It, it's interesting, and we'll talk more about it by no by. But you know what's interesting? Uh, going back to Trillium for a second here, like their literal picture that they showed for this beer looks like it has exploded. <laughs> There's stuff spraying all over the place, and like that should have been the first warning. Yeah, I don't know. Bursting with fresh fruit character. It's sometimes literally. It's not cool when they do this shit, but huh. then at the same time. So it's funny. Uh, blackcurrant, blackberry, and boysenberry. Boysenberry, blackcurrant, blackberry. Oh, cool. So this is interesting. So this is almost exactly what that is. Yeah. Oh, but it's completely different. That's blackcurrant, blackberry, and boysenberry, and that is boysenberry... Yeah, Something or other. Snozberry. Completely different order. It's the same three fruits. Whatever. Yeah, but no, whatever. Swells, so, what's going on in Florida? What time is it? <laughs> I don't know. What day? Wait, hold on. What day is it? Florida man. Yeah. July the whatever. Well, you posted this story, so I would assume you had some background. Oh product. yeah. So well, you're like, what's going on in Florida? Like, I have no idea. Basically, transition if, is what? if you are a brewery owner in Florida and you have the gall, the nerve, the opinion that maybe, just maybe, uh, the governor of Florida isn't handling this whole COVID thing very well, you can expect a, uh, a visit from some armed alcohol enforcement agents. So, oh, so speak out against the man and... The man's men come to pay you a little surprise visit. And it's not just a, oh, just a pure coincidence that we're here. Uh, sometimes they'll have pre-filled complaint forms, like, ready to roll. Like, they're expecting, they're, they're there to find something, not to see if they can find something. They've, it's just bizarre. Well, not only that, so in, in typical... Um the sight lines articles that are posted on and, and, and honestly I love the site, but sometimes they're like fucking essays. I don't know how far you actually read this thing, but Never. they kind of talk about too some of the bullshit that is going on where like if you were a strip club and you had a salad bar, you could be considered a restaurant. But <laughs> a brewery obviously cannot be considered a restaurant unless you have a food truck or a hot dog roller or like one little food item, you could be considered a restaurant or in that case, a brew pub and be open. See, that's really weird because anytime that I think toss salads and strip clubs, it's completely different. You do pick some weird places to go, Wells. What? So, yeah, that's, that's the other thing going on in Florida, which, you know, you stop and think about it. Is a, if you were a brewery owner and right across the street, the strip club was able to open because they had a salad bar... But I couldn't have any customers on premise because I don't have any food. I might be a little upset, too. Well, we saw that happen even locally here. When when things first started to open up, you know, Triple C was rightfully frustrated that some of their neighbors were getting to open, mm -hmm. and they weren't. And, you know, and anytime there's, like, when everything's locked down and things slowly start to get opened up and a line is drawn somebody's going to end up on the wrong side of the line and they're going to be upset. Yep. yep. I, you know, I, I don't begrudge Triple C for being upset about that. But it was just a shrug. What can you do? We're right. just well, going yeah, to yeah, do yeah. to go for now. Like, there's other people, you know, and I've seen this, like little you know, a, a certain bar that shall remain nameless that's currently one of many that are suing the governor of North Carolina about, like, why can't we open the other... Oh, is it my favorite bar in town? I don't think so. Okay. I've never been here with you. 
But anyway, there. It's I, like, I, it, it was places not my favorite, but it's a. Uh, I don't know. Like they're not supposed to be open, but they still open like quietly on the weekends, and you still see people over there. And it's like, isn't it kind of peculiar that that happens? Mm, they they're closed, closed. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, they no, sold, they're not. They sold but, out, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. They sold out. No, uh-huh. not that. But they're yeah. still doing events on the oh. weekends. So it yeah, is. it's uh, it's it's very bizarre to to see like I know for a fact that you're supposed to be closed, but you're open. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. It's interesting. Like uh. on a Sunday afternoon in a neighborhood in in a town, and it's like, wow, you are not supposed to be here. I'd be calling. I'd be. I'd be an asshole. But that's just me. I mean, I am an asshole, but, you know, I'd pick my battles, I guess. It just makes you wonder why. I I understand why the temptation is there to go ahead and open (laughs) and to try to get people in. You know, businesses are hurting. They're trying to make ends meet. Like, I I understand the logic. I struggle with the holier than thou kind of like, we're going to do it because. You know, let them stop us. Well, and I was say not only that, but you look at the breweries in town, and most of them, when this all started, pivoted really quick and really well. Yeah. Hey, our services are available on these delivery services, or you can do drive-through. Like, I mean, it was yeah. almost instant. It pivots. is. It was most definitely a pivot towards protecting their customer base by protecting their customer base. Yep. And I have a ton of respect for that. Hundred percent. Ooh, well said. Well, I mean, I mean, no, I like that. It's I, every now and then I have I have a good one, and, and it it you know it makes up for my earlier quip about uh, being the bad guy because I've been the good guy too long or whatever. <laughs> it just keeps getting worse. It's gonna, it does. <laughs> We're gonna move on. Yay, Florida. Um, yeah, it is typical good beer hunting rights essays, but this is actually kind of a fascinating one to read because, like I said, it number one it talks more about, like a fascistinating. Wonderish. It talks about the you know unfair things, and then it also talks about some of the fact that some of these breweries are not able to have customers on premise. But again, like in the article, it literally states there's a strip club right across the street from us has a salad bar and they're open. And I'm like, all right then. But I mean, strip crubs, you know. You, I mean, I like a strip club. Words mm. are hard. <laughs> English hard. Words are hard. Okay. We fail English. Uh, so AB got hit with a big old fine. Uh oh, what they do now? Oh, what has AB done? Five million dollars, man. That's like five million dollars. That's that's like nothing to them, right? Well, yeah, technically, but this is again they're the TTB's largest fine, and this one is a new pay to play. So this was oh, so another one. Yes. Yeah, so this one now is tied to like Panther Stadium or Bank of America Stadium, whatever you want to call it, of what AB would do is yes i'll scroll give me a second i'm talking they would give you the equipment just like they would at a bar but to be set up in the stadium so you could pour your drafts in the stadium uh it's too bad that you can't provide anything of value to a retailer if you're a producer yeah exactly so they did that they did uh credit card machines they did all kinds of crazy shit and they got caught yet again. Now, are you saying that Anheuser-Busch might not be like fully on the up and up? In I'm shocked. Shocked, I tell you, shocked. sir. Shocked. And yeah, sadly, like Jeff said, this tiny five million dollar, you know, penalty that they got slapped with is next to nothing to them. Oh yeah, think so. They're gonna have to. <laughs> they spent more on this in two commercials in the Super Bowl. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So you you basically said, look, you can't, you know, you, you you can't. Oh, that doesn't really impact you at all. Sorry, not sorry. So if AB is providing these draft systems to these sporting events, bars, whatever, not bars. Uh, these are like well, stadiums, basically. stadiums, and everything. I guarantee you, promise you. That the strings attached to that are, hey, cool, well, here's a draft system, and 
it can only be pouring AB products. Oh yeah, hundred percent. So that was part of the other. Completely chokes out all the competition. I mean, because they can't get a, a tap line because. AB owns the damn thing. Right? Well, yeah, and that was part of the other thing, too, is that you basically would sign a contract to say you were only to sell AB products, nothing yeah. else. I remember back in my beer rep days, there was an account that I coveted. I wanted this account so bad, and it had six taps. And I knew that I was going to have to fight. the heady days of six taps. Oh, I know. But it's like I'm going to have to fight tooth and nail to become one of those six. Suddenly, they double their taps, uh, get a new tap system in. And I'm like, hell yeah, I can be one of 12 for sure until I find out from the beverage manager, well, that <laughs> basically I have less of a chance getting on at 12 than I did at 6 because now they have a mandate from the distributor that bought this equipment for them to carry, like, Eight different taps, so suddenly, like the ones they have to play with are number f- like four, yeah, and they already have those locked up. It's like, really, you guys doubled your taps, and I have less of a chance of being on now because. And I've never like that was the last time that my shadow graced that place. Well, like, and I was insane, never so went back. A place like Charlotte Beer Garden or yeah. Raleigh Beer Garden, did the Charlotte one ever open? Yeah. Okay. Oh, just before. All oh, this just happened. before all this shit happened. Yeah, and then they started selling their growlers in in milk jugs. Hey, all continue. right. Continue. Uh, so a place like that that has a giant <laughs> ass system, yeah, guaranteed that most of that shit that is craft is probably been sitting in there well past its date and will continue to be well past its date, and that it, you're probably I, getting pumped fresher. Whoever your distributor is that is right. doing the kegs. And, and nine times out of ten, it's one of two. It's either a Miller Coors house or it's an AB house. So you're getting pumped full of fresh beer of that. Everything else, you would hope so, you are getting better so, kegs. So having but. been to the one in Raleigh, <clears throat> my experience was that, you know, they had a lot of beers that I'm sure moved. And then they had some that I recognized for being months old, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I'm like, man, I remember when that came out like six months ago. But also, that was a pretty disgusting beer. I understand why it's still on tap. Like, it's hard to say how much they're actually cycling through and how much actually ages out. But I think there comes a point where there's too many options and people get, like, decision fatigued. And it's hard to take a chance on another one of these one-off Coronado IPAs when the other two were kind of gross. All right, fair point, fair point. Uh, so kind of to go along with the AB story, so Slate wrote a pretty good article, which, again, we'll link in the show notes, which basically says it's probably time to break up AB and Miller Course because they have just gotten too fucking big for their own britches. But who's going to do that? Who's going to break up an international company? So, I mean, the only way it's really going to happen is that antitrust suits would have to get filed in the U.S. Right. To kind of break up what it has become. Because, you know, you stop and think about over from the time we have started doing the show between AB and Miller Coors, they've probably bought in what close to 20, 20 to 25 craft breweries between the two of them. Oh, Sure. Oh, more than more than that. Okay, so dozens. Yeah. So you've bought in all of those. In most cities, you have either a A B house or you have a Miller Coors house. Some cities are big enough to support both. Well, like for distribution. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. So they're controlling all the distribution. They're controlling, or they're buying all these craft breweries up. Which then, of course, because they're controlling the distro, they're controlling controlling the marketing. And how your shit gets placed on shelves. And, you know, I'll never forget, like, how much I used to rave about that Harris Teeter down the road and how their craft beer selection was. Unfortunately, that beverage person is no longer there. And that is a craft beer hellhole now. I refuse to buy beer there anymore. Except for the one end cap where I know it's all local reps that are stocking it. Right. There's nothing else in that store I even want. And I used to consider that a beer store for me. Like, I literally would go in there excited to see some of this shit. And I think it's between the distribution and then the person that helps kind of manage that section of the store. It is literally almost half of Miller Coors AB product now. Well, in 
we have seen what happens when you have a a restaurant or a bottle shop that you like to visit and it it turns into you really kind of sync up with the beer buyer's taste yeah you taste and viewpoint and everything <clears throat> and then that person moves on and it's tough to get behind it the new beer buyer at at the place that you're speaking of maybe they don't maybe it's a responsibility that got thrown on somebody else's back and they don't want it. Yeah. And so it's just easier to say, well, I'm, I just need to have what sells. I'm not worried. I'm not interested in craft beer because I drink my, you know, truly hard cider. Oh, 100%. Because, I mean, I can remember going into that store and, like... You'd see some stuff. Not only some stuff, but, like, stuff would get held back for me specifically. Yep. Like, I've held back the stuff that I know is going to sell out in seconds... Because you come in here, you spend so much money. Now it's just like, I'm not even going to fucking bother with it. Well, yeah, but you go someplace else now. So, Well, I do, but it goes along to the point of, I, I think we really do need to break up these giant conglomerates because they are con- literally controlling the market to the extent of the pay-to-play thing that we just talked about. They're controlling all these distribution houses that are controlling what goes on to the store shelves. So the only way I can even legitimately get craft beer is I have to go to a bottle shop. Yeah. Because I know that that bottle shop is probably not going to stock most, if any, AB and Bev products. Yeah, they're not on the take. Right. (laughs) And so I know that's the only, you know, legit place that I can go. And it's, it's getting ridiculous that they have this much power. Yes. And unfortunately, while it's it's good to say, you know, they got their hand slapped again and they got in trouble, it is a hand slap. Five million dollars is a hand slap. It it you hand know like slap. Baby I imagine hand slap. I imagine it's gotta be tough for the TTB because on one hand, they're setting kind of the table stakes for pay to play. Yes. So if some other brewery happens to try this, do they get the same kind of fine? I mean, all right, so let's just imagine this. For some reason, Divine Barrel went crazy, and they decided, you know what? We are just going to take over this bar. We're going to pay to put this tap system in, yada, yada, yada. And the TTB found out about that. They would get fined out of existence. Yep. Well, because... Their doors would shut. $5 million to them is a lot of money. I mean, I I, I don't know, but I mean, it's safe to say a small brewery comparative to Budweiser. Right. $5 million is not the same amount of money. It's absolutely not. And that's kind of my point that they can get away with this horse shit and take a little slap on the wrist and continue to do this. And I know this goes on all over the fucking place. Oh, yeah. And I I mean, I would love for somebody that currently works as a beer rep to actually, even if anonymously, come on the show and tell us, all the bullshit that goes on out there, because I know it's fucking mind-blowing oh, still. Yeah, for sure. But I know nobody wants to, and I don't blame them. I, what are they going to say? The same thing that we've been saying for years. It's an unfair playing field. AB tips everything in their favor because they've got the money to pull it off. Yeah, and now and that's... $5 million. That's, that's why I, I say I it's I wouldn't time. be surprised if they had a discretionary fund for fines. Oh, no, we've talked about this. And it probably and they prob- is. And I know they do. I guarantee it. And it's probably hundreds of millions of dollars that compounds crazy amounts of interest. And every now and then they got to be like, all right, well, it looks like we need to take 0.3% out of the fund because we got, we got caught. It's not right. even the so same. Who, who wants to start at the antitrust suit so we can break this up? I mean, $5 million is a lot of money. But, it is. But if I can spend a five, $5 million on fines to make $500 million in revenue, I'm going to do it. I'm yeah. going to do that real quick. It's like, that's just the cost of doing business. I mean, that's how people become drug dealers. I mean, come on, let's think about it. I can buy drugs at a discount and then sell it at markup. It's illegal, but I'm going to fucking do it because I'm going to make money. Budweiser's doing the same thing. They're basically saying, we're fucking drug dealers. We're just legally selling shit, (laughs) but we're doing clearly what we know is illegal, but we are going to make triple the profit from doing it. And we get caught and fuck it. Who cares? Oh, no, one of our shipments got busted. (laughs) Whatever. 
We got 50 more where that came from. That's why I, I agree with this article. I think it is literally time to break this up. It needs to be busted. It needs antitrust suits against it. They have gotten too big. Now, come on, Josh. This is a company that's clearly pulled itself up from by its bootstraps and... It's the American dream, except it's based in Brazil and Belgium now instead of the United States. And so, yeah. Matter, so well, whatever. Yeah, fuck it. Fuck it all. Let's go take our break. We'll be back in 30. Time for buy, don't buy. I'll explain how it works. It's pretty simple. We've been drinking some beer on the show, and sometimes it's self-purchase. Sometimes it's donation from a listener. Yes. Sometimes it's trade. It all depends. So we still have some more uh, Super Hoosier beer to go through. Yay! I, I can Although I scrapped a couple of them because I didn't feel like roasting. Like it's like <clears> we beat up enough on him as it is, and he's yeah. not getting away scot-free on the next couple of shows, but. Like there comes a point where either even I've got a heart. Yeah, it comes at like with the Chuck beer. You know, it comes to the point where it's like you know we beat up on the guy enough. Yeah, we're just not gonna put that one on the show <clears throat> or those two. All right, first beer up. Uh, first beer up from Narrow Gauge Brewing Company in Somewheresville. I love that place. Uh, Florissant, Missouri. Florissant, Missouri. Uh, this is time turned fragile, a Strisselpalt dry hopped pilsner. Um, which is fine. I don't ha- really have any issues with it. Um, we don't get this. And even if I saw it, I don't know, like, I, I love the idea of the clean beer. And I, I know everybody's trying to say like, oh, the new summer trend is lagers and pilsners. And I'm like, well, for some people, it's a new trend for some of us. You know, we drink this a lot more often. Um, if I'm at this brewery, I'm totally getting it. But I don't, I don't like, I don't buy four packs of Pilsners today, unless you're, it's like you're Captain missing Jack. out, man. No, no, I mean like if it's Captain Jack or if it's Reup, like I'll get those. But that's kind of where I draw the line. I've got good stuff here in town. I'm gonna get that. I'm not gonna necessarily buy, buy packaged Pilsner somewhere else because honestly, I have no idea, you know, the age on it and how well it's been kept, and that's important to me. Okay. So uh, good beer, but I'm not gonna buy it. Well, this isn't so much a crispy boy, so much as like a floral boy. Um, super clean, but also just very herbaceous, very floral. Like, this is a nice Pilsner, and it's it's not just a, you sip it, there's that little crisp pop at the end, and it's gone. Like, this lingers a little bit, and... It doesn't overstay its welcome for me. I really enjoy this, and I would definitely buy this. Josh, what do you think of Time Turned Fragile? So I'm kind of with Jeff in, in, in the sense that I know I can get better stuff here locally. It's still well-made. It's, it's real good. It's real good. Like, no no doubting that whatsoever. But I mean, like, you know, being literal about buy, no buy. Yeah. I, I don't know if, if you were to give me this versus a re-up versus a Captain Jack that I could say I would pick this one over those other two. It's still a good beer, but I just yes, for sure. don't think I would buy it. Next beer up. Uh, next beer up uh, from Super Hoosier. This is uh, out of Windmill Brewing in uh, Dyer, Indiana. Um, this is Cactor. A smoothie-style Berliner Weiss style. Smoothie-style Berliner Weiss style. It says style twice. Smoothie-style Berliner Weiss-style ale with prickly pear and lemon. Um, the lemon is uh, super sharp on the end. Um, I would really enjoy this without the lactose. Okay. I liked the citrus in it. The citrus was good. Um, but, but again, this fits into that, that whole thing of I'm just not... Like, I don't, like I, I don't need all this lactose. I'm not a 
I've never been a big lactose. You're person. not a bil- not a Milky Boy. I'm not a Milky Boy, <laughs> not in the slightest. Uh, but but I like, like I said, I, I would very much like to try this without the lactose. Um, so it's a no buy for me. Wells, I'm so on the fence, and I think that I'm going. Well, I'm going to fall on the buy side of the fence. But it's a close one. <laughs> I guess that's all. I, there's I there's something about the aftertaste, though, that has like a sickly, like almost like a bile taste to it. But mm, bile. I know. Now that I say that, it's like, you know what? I take that back. I'm going to know by. <laughs> but it's Talk. like, it, I'm, I'm it. so on the fence about, like, I like the, the, the taste, uh, the visual isn't that great, but it the mouth feels fine. I didn't What's think it mouth was, feel? but I didn't think it was like an ass load of lactose. It wasn't like too much for me. To, it's just it it ah damn it, this is frustrating. It needs some edits, and I'd like it, but I guess I'm gonna have to know by Josh. So I started off actually really liking this. Yeah, and then the longer it sat on my tongue, the more medicinal it somehow got to me. And the worse it got, and then I kept taking more sips and going, I now feel like I'm drinking cherry cough syrup. Mm, it and, might be a little too far, but I, I understand where you're getting at with that. And I did not like it, and I had to dump it, and obviously I didn't ask you, please pour me another, sir. I, I know. No, I, I'm going to have to know by that one. Like I wanted to like it, but... Sure. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, like I said, it started out really good, and I don't know what happened. I don't know if it just... Warmed up too much or what? But yeesh. I mean, you know, I I feel to to a degree I feel kind of bad because we've really beaten up windmill on a couple of things. But I also feel like they've like we've had some earned really it? huh. I almost feel like they've earned it. Well, but I also feel like they've done some really good stuff too. So like maybe maybe this is one of those cases where you know like we have a can of beer that we have on this show and we assume that this is kind of like the final iteration of a product and it may be that some of this stuff is still being worked through i don't know that's very true and we've also said numerous times too that sometimes we'll have a beer either before or after the show and it's really good like outside of the show yeah so in other words in a vacuum yes sometimes we're tasting this stuff on its own you know it could be completely different yeah there are some beers that you know and and i'm thinking of the one that the three of us are thinking of right now but you know even in a vacuum it was a drain pour and, you know, so yeah. that all being said, uh, we'll, we'll do the next beer. So you're a no buy. Yeah, no buy. We'll do the next beer. Uh, uh, another one from Windmill. This is Cosmic Blender. Uh, thanks again, Jason, for the Imperial Berliner Weiss style ale with mango, apricot, coconut, lactose, and vanilla. This one with the, the lactose and the vanilla, like I just, this is not where I want to be. Um, and, and we were kind of talking about this before the show. Like this is where Jason's at right now. And I totally get it. And I totally understand it. The vanilla and the lactose, like it brings a certain thing to the party. And if that's the flavor profile you're after, some of this stuff has really delivered. But it I spades vanilla. But, yeah, but like, ah, it's not what I'm after. I'm a no buy on this one as well. This was more lactosey than the last one. I actually like the cactor more than this, but um, it's it's a no no buy for me. Wells. I'm, I'm getting like a, a weird graham cracker note to it in the middle, and I know it doesn't have it in there, but I'm still grabbing it. Um, I could have... I have a higher tolerance for Cactor than I do this one. If if I'm on one side of the fence, but I still fell onto the no-buy side, this one's like... I start on the no-buy side, and that's just where I'm going to end, so... Yeah, this was a cosmic blunder, if you ask me. Josh. Cosmic blunder. Oof. So, oddly enough, I did actually enjoy this beer. And I don't know how mango and vanilla typically would work out. Better than this. Didn't know it would be a flavor combination that I actually would be interested in trying. But it actually works for me somehow. And I am surprised that I enjoy it. And I actually would buy this. I know that's a shocker, but I would buy it. Well, you know. I don't know how much I like the shocker. Uh, out of Lake Zurich, Illinois, um, phase three, 
uh, beer, uh, phase three brewing company, uh, Black for Brass, one of these. Uh, this is Nectar. So we had had, I think, a, a couple of phase three beers last time there, those Chantilly beers. It was like the Milkshake IPA, which, you know, was like, again, yeah. it's that, you know, fruity, lactose, like, it's a whole thing. But now this is the beer that we were kind of talking about, was we were talking about uh, uh, Trillium and exploding cans. And, and I totally get it, right? Like, pouring this beer, it, I mean, like, it is a slurry. It leaves yeah, look sediment. at my glass. It leaves sediment on your glass. Like I rinsed mine, and in like my water was pink. Yeah, we're gonna need like, soap rinses for yeah, these glasses. Right. You, you know, like look at this. Look where it's like just even dried here on the side. I mean, there's like literal sediments. It has got a ton of fruit in it. There is absolutely no carbonation to this whatsoever. The only like. It's not even bubbles. It's just the acid kind of on your tongue that you feel. That being said, I like the taste of it. I wouldn't mind having another one of these. I'll buy it because I feel like I've trashed everything else, but I don't want a ton of these. And, but again, this is one of those that I'm, I'm looking at this going like, where does this make sense? To me, this feels like one of those like pitchers of fruit juice at like a hotel continental breakfast I don't mean that. I don't mean it in a bad way, but like at the same time, kind of a bad way. Like it's just this like amalgam of squished fruits, and it's like, well, this is okay, but like, am I, you know, I don't know what I'm supposed to get from this. And 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 again, this is maybe me being the old man in the room, not understanding the style that the kids are into. But I just like I like it. I'll buy it um, mainly because blackberry, but um, and boysenberry, Josh. <laughs> But um, yeah, it's 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 a weird, it's a weird thing. Obviously, I it's I, I don't know that I feel safe buying it and transporting it, right? Anyway, and definitely not shipping it, um, because I mean, Jason was literally caring for these like you know they were C four, you know, and and rightfully he's so. probably not wrong. C four represent so there's that. So yeah, so it's a weird buy for me, but I'm still I'll still do it on this one. Wells. Wells. It tastes like fruit juice. I mean, this this just tastes like fruit juice. I have like the naked juices at home, like Green Machine or whatever. Like it's just all fruit juices, and it's it it's green, and it leaves like my glass stained a certain color after I'm done with it. It's those. I mean, it's just fruit smoothie stuff. So I. I can't in good faith say I'm going to buy this beer because I don't really think this is a beer. So it just clicked for me. When you guys were kids, did you ever have the like uh, frozen cans of fruit juice concentrate? Damn it, Jeff. That's what I was about to just say. Okay, my bad. Go, go for it. I'll, I'll let you have it. I'll let you have it. Take it. So that, it, well, and you, you were going exactly where I was going with this. This literally is like you got the frozen can of fruit juice. Yes. You left it out on the counter. Yes. It didn't completely thaw, so it's a little chunky. Yeah. And you just poured it into a glass, and you're like, oh, man, I really shouldn't do this, but all the sugar? I used oh, to, mama. I used and, to love and maybe you add, like, some of the water, but not, like, all the water. Right, yeah. I, you, man, I used to love taking a hit off of that frozen orange juice uh -huh. container. Am I right? Yep. That's what that is. Yeah. I think that's everything. why I like it because it like like it just clicked for me. Yeah. Like that's what that reminds me of now. And and I don't hate it. I don't especially because I normally hate blackberries. I don't hate this either. And I don't know why I don't hate it. I don't know why I'm sitting here going, I could drink a whole mess of this. Like And as somebody that's had a lot of the juice beers from uh Oh, why can I not remember? Whatever. Um I, I don't I don't mind this type of style, but for some reason I'm looking at this today and I'm just not in the mood. Like we've got what are the fancy blenders? The really expensive ones. The Ninja? No. Oh, the Vitamax? Yeah, there you go. Will it blend? So we've got one of those, and like I'm sitting here thinking, Ooh. I'm sitting here. You thinking, know what? And he's always you know like, those fancy blenders. You know, we got one of those. You know what pisses me off too? He's like, we don't. You know, like we got that Patreon.com/slash/CraftBeerCast for people to support us, and he's like, I bought a new Vitamix blender. Hey, the I heck? didn't buy it. The wife bought it. She has, she has her own checking account. She has her own credit cards. We have our own financial lives. Promise you that if... Okay, fine. Well, 
She buys what she wants. I buy Patreon.com slash crap. I buy video games. She buys Vitamix Splendors. But I'm sitting here thinking, like, I could basically make this. Yeah. Like, I could just buy some fruit. Well, puree it. Put a little bit of, like, rum. Or, well, actually, I'd need to be vodka because rum has a taste right. to it. So put some vodka into it. And I'm, I made this. I, I would be super... I made this. So so Upland Brewing in Bloomington, Indiana, does uh-huh. uh, their sour program. And we've, like, we've had their sours, but they have, like, a base beer. And you can buy the base sour without it, without it being fruited. Mm-hmm. And then you can buy the fruited sour. I would love to see what the base of this is like. I don't think because, there is a base. It's well, just pureed fruit that well, they... It, because I, yeah, because I feel like whatever base was there is completely overwhelmed with the fruit juice concentrate. I mean... Wells, in your opinion, is there an actual wort in this, or do you think that there... I mean, I guess technically there has to be. Yeah, it's, nobody's pitching yeast in, in fruit juice concentrate, I would hope. Well, yeah. now God, I, I just gave somebody an idea. Now I have Copyright a quarantine project. <laughs> we just take one of those... Smacks. I mean, seriously, for a beer like this to get made, like, are they literally just kind of brewing a very, like... "Quote unquote table beer and Look, dumping. I, I have absolutely never had the brewed a beer that's this heavily fruited before. Okay, I'm just but, curious. But I'm looking at this, and that's saying even five point four percent. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I. I. No. I there, had. There's uh, no way that's five point four. He he brought a couple other ones, and one of them was like apricot mango. It was really good. But I'm just like, all right, so I just had like, you know, a half a glass of fruit juice. Yeah, you just had half of a naked juice. Yeah, I mean, like, there may be some. Congratulations, you just got vitamin C in for sure. I would buy this, but part of me is just like, I would take the fancy blender and just make this shit myself and probably make it a little bit stronger. Woo! But I'd still buy it. Final beer up. All right, final beer up. Um, So I, I feel like I need to apologize to Jason. Because we've shit all over his beer. But not for the reason that you think. So, you know, he, in good faith, brought a whole mess of beer down. And we crammed a bunch of it into the fridge. And I had stuff like, this is the space for the beer for you guys. Here's the beer, you know, for the show. Here's the stuff that we're going to drink. And then, you know, when they left, I, like the next day I go downstairs and I'm like, oh, dang. There's some beer that we were meaning to have together. Because he was like, I want to make sure we drink this together. And I'm like, I'm totally down with that. So this is one of those beers. <laughs> so uh, sorry, uh, not sorry at all. Uh, microphone Brewing. Uh, so this is, this is up in, uh, in, in Jason's neck of the woods. Um, I think we were actually going to go there the last time I was up there for uh, Dark Lord Day. Just didn't make it. But uh, Elk Grove Village, Illinois, uh, right across the border from him. But uh, Microphone Brewing. Uh, this is their barrel-aged party dress, which is uh, a Russian Imperial Stout with tugboat coffee, uh, coffee or whatever, uh, cinnamon, coconut, cocoa nibs, and vanilla aged in Heaven Hill barrels. And um, kind of like the last beer, I could chew this. Um, the cinnamon isn't too pervasive, which I kind of like. It's there, but it's not too strong. The coconut's super nice. Vanilla's super nice. Uh, the barrel is slight. I wouldn't mind a little more barrel on it, but if that's the worst I can say about it, uh, I- I'm doing good. This is an excellent beer. Uh, again, I'm sorry, but not sorry. Uh, but at least we got to have it on the show. I'm a big buy on this one. Big, big buy. Wells? The cinnamon's exceptional. It's just enough to say hi i'm a little bit of cinnamon and it's decadent about your strip club with a salad bar aren't you (laughs) but it's it's decadent enough from the coconut vanilla Mm, and it's got some lovely coffee notes but the cinnamon has this like just subtlety to it that it's there and you know it's there but it's not holy fuck it's cinnamon it's like right hi like i'm just a little cinnamon i'm just gonna hang out over here and it's so welcome uh this is a killer beer. It's a little boozy. I could stand, uh, I mean, it's 13 and change. So that, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense, but no, this is, this is really good. Uh, damn big buy Josh. Yeah, this is, Ooh, Ooh. Mm-hmm. What's so it's you like know, like a nice little chest warmer. Yeah, well, I was, I was about to say, you know, we normally would call something like this chesty, but for me, it was a little more throaty. 
Like it was getting to me before it got to my chest. Which yeah, I, no, it's 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 definitely sitting right here. Just yep. that nice little chest warming. It's not bad. Like I don't feel yeah, like I'm gonna be. It's pay- not overwhelming. I'm not gonna be paying for it later. Right. Like it is. It is. It is very um, pronounced yet restrained at the same time. Sorry, I just had to look. So this is a Riz, which yeah, Russian Imperial Som- Stout. Yeah, sometimes Rizzes can be a little too sugary for my taste, but. Somehow, this really does all work yeah. together. It blends beautifully. Especially with coconut and vanilla. Yeah. You know, that I feel like that cinnamon so, kind of helps balance it all out. I think it does, too. Yeah. That was an excellent beer. Microfest should be super proud of this. And I'm yeah. sure they are. Yeah. I, I'm and sure I, they're And I looked. We have had one. Because the name was like, why have I seen that? And we had another beer from them we last did. year. Yeah. It was a, yeah. Every now and then, uh, when, when I get a, a shipment of stuff from, from Jason, he'll, uh, he'll throw in a microphone. Word. It's it's a neat little spot. Uh, I've had a bunch of their stuff. It's all, you know, I shouldn't say it all of it, but I mean, the majority of it's been real good. Uh, they've, they've got some really neat barrel-aged stuff. You know, it's on my list, you know, the next time I go up for Dark Lord Day. If that ever happens again. <laughs> right. No, well, yeah, because, <laughs> yeah, three Floyds, right? All right, so it's time for I had to tap that. It's pretty simple. Out of the beers that we had on the show, what would we put on our kegerator at home? So, Jeff, what are you going to roll with, man? Um, so I, I'm going to go with the barrel-aged party dress. Uh, as much as I don't want a barrel-aged imperial stout on tap, but this is just so good. Um, my th- th- This would definitely be something I'd want to put on if I was having if I had people over more often because <laughs> I wouldn't want this to sit for too terribly long. It's in such a perfect, delicate place right now and that once the coffee starts to fade and, you know, like I just, I'm worried about how the flavors start to twist around, but it's so good right now. I can't not pick it. So that's my, I'd tap that. Wells? Party dress. That's easy. Josh? Uh, I mean, I think that's really easy. Party yeah. dress. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, the weird fruit sorbet thing is good, but. Uh, yeah, it, it, I'd have to go party dress too. Word. So, so wow, we're at the end of the show. the show, and I haven't even got the music started yet. yet. So there we so go. Anyway, no you can find us at craftbeercast.com. Check out links to our old episodes. Uh, don't start before episode 20 or 30. Actually, it, or 30, I think, is the oldest that is actually on the feeds now. Because oh, okay. it, it, basically, in case people don't know how podcasts work, RSS only keeps it for so long unless you pay to have that extra storage and I figured those first 30 episodes why were, would we pay to inflict pain on right those, well bye those first 30 episodes were hot garbage anyways so yeah. I just let them go to the wayside yeah. I mean odds are you can probably find them through the website crapbeercast.com yep you can find the originals if you're that desperate you can listen to them on the site if you're that desperate I assure you you're not that desperate no you're not we are not that interesting especially in the beginning we're barely interesting now so there's that uh, but yeah, you know, check us out. You know, I mentioned our Patreon earlier. You know, that's how we fund, you know, equipment replacement that's when, when equipment the new starts board. to go out. Yeah. You know, we, we're, we're, we're not and out buying. Blender. Yeah. We're not buying blenders. Josh is buying blenders. I'm oh, not no, buying blenders. Buying blenders. Yeah, she is because she has her own checking account. Blah, 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 blah. It's whole. Yep. Uh, Facebook.com slash craft beer cast uh, or interact with us on the Twitters at CBcast. Wells, where can they find you? Being bored and hating COVID, or at all the wells on the Instagrams and the Twitters. Josh, where are you, man? You can follow me on Twitter at JoshCBC. Don't forget to rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Don't forget about our subreddit slash r slash craftbeercast. Uh, tell a friend, tell somebody. You know, hey, if you like our brand of jackassery, word of mouth helps. We've been going for seven years and damn near 400 episodes. And yet. We're still not sick of each other. It's close. Damn near, you know. It's close. All right, fine. Fuck off. We'll talk to you guys next Thursday.